Welcome to Complex Intuition. This is the karma of it all, and I am Miss Complexity. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I truly appreciate you. Here we will be discussing tips and perspectives to help better listeners from karmic people and toxic relationships. If you want to get yourself better, this is the place to be. Let's go ahead and get into it. Because last week, we discussed how we can rid ourselves from our toxic, crazy, deranged ex that just would not let us go. But if we knew that we were already dealing with a karmic partner, we wouldn't even have to be in that situation to begin with. So this week, we're going to jump into learning how to know we are in and dealing with a karmic relationship and karmic partner. Let's talk about it. Well, guys, this week, I am so stoked. We are going to talk about karmic situations and karmic partners and how to know that we are dealing with a karmic partner. But before I get started, I start every single podcast with a story. And the story is basically about my life and the things that I have been through. That way, you guys know that, of course, I'm not just talking out of the side of my neck when I explain to you the things that helped me better myself to be a better person from karmic situations and toxic relationships. So, let's talk about it. I um, was 18 years old at the time. Please don't judge me. I am young. I am still young, but I am of maturity age. But I was 18 at the time. And I grew up to the point where I wasn't very sexually active. Um, I hadn't started having sex until I was 18, actually. And I had my first child when I was 22. So... Um, I would hang out, you know, I'm 18, I didn't graduated from high school, I am working, I had uh, a car, and I lived with my parents still, and it is what it was, but, you know, when you get 18, you explore the world, and that's what I decided to do, and um, in the neighborhood, I met this guy, we're going to call him Jay. And Jay here was very big on sex. <laughs> and I was not. So Jay and I ended up hooking up. I'm a little short little thing, maybe five feet at the most, if that. And um, Jay and I would hang out together all the time, you know. I never saw him as somebody that I wanted to be with because I already knew he had a girlfriend. Okay, his girlfriend also was named Jay, and his best friend was named Jay as well. So I'm sitting here, K in the middle of a whole bunch of J's, right? <laughs> anyway, um, 
good old Jay and then I, we became really close and things started to move towards the sexual aspect of the relationship. Even though I knew he had a girlfriend, I was not, <laughs> I was not in her face. She was not in my face. And it seemed like they had a very open relationship, which is just something I didn't know about. But um, I guess I was lonely and I needed a friend. And I will always let Jay borrow my car while I was at work, you know, toxic stuff. Um, we didn't live together. Like I said, I live with my parents. So, you know, I was a easy catch and um, I was very much naive as well. And Jay here, and his girlfriend had a car, you know, but he had my car. And he would always pick me up after work and would always go some bogus place and have sexual relations. And it just continued on like that for about a year, year and a half, maybe two. Excuse me, at the most. And me and Jay ended up... Uh, just spending a lot of time together, sexually, most of the time. It was just sexually. There was never us hanging out and doing anything or going anywhere, it's, you know. Well, at one point in time, I ended up going to college. Um, I ended up going to FAM and um, wasn't there for long. I moved to Tallahassee. And when I moved back, um, after becoming sick, I came back home. My mom didn't know about me and the sex thing that we were doing with Jay. Any which way, me and Jay um, ended up falling back into our routine when I got back from Tallahassee. And um, my dad ended up scaring me and I left the house and Jay's girlfriend ended up leaving him the same exact day. Um, because of this incident, I ran to Jay because I was afraid. And when I got there, his house was wiped out. She had completely took everything. And um, I ended up moving in with Jay. And that was one of the worst things I could have possibly done at that time and that age. And here I am now, 19 years old. And um, I ended up living with Jay, but as... I lived with Jay, I worked at Kmart, and um, he was very much a controlling person. Um, he told me that I couldn't have any company, I couldn't be around anybody, nobody needed always there. He always had my car, you know, and I was always supposed to be submissive to sex regardless if I wanted to or not. And um, when I didn't want to, he would lock me up in the closet and I would have to deal with listening to him have sex with other women while I was in the closet. Uh, things like that. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going, right? This is a very much toxic relationship. This is a very karmic um, partner that I had in my life. It became to the point where Jay was no longer Jay. Jay was my sex master and i was his sex slave so with that being said jay and i 
uh, you know, we, we did what we did. We, we It was what it was. And it was really bad because I felt the need to stay in a situation like that without knowing who I was, without realizing my value, my worth. So I ended up, you know, falling prey to many of things. Um, I caught some STDs, you know, I also got pregnant. And it, was, it wasn't until I got pregnant that uh, things changed. I realized some things needed to change when I got pregnant. I didn't even know I was pregnant. My period came on and the baby fell in the toilet and I didn't know. I knew I wasn't having sex with anyone else. So I grabbed the baby and took it to Jay's house at this time. Jay looked at me like I was crazy. I first had to wait for him to finish having sex with whoever he was having sex with at the time. But then afterwards, I came in, showed him the baby and he threw the baby in the toilet and then he raped me. And um, from that incident, I just was like, okay, this is some bullshit. I'm not going to be dealing with this. This is not what I want out of my life. I'm not going to be here being a sex slave to someone that really doesn't give a two flying fucks about me. You know, it clicked. It took a while, but it did click. And um, with that being said, uh, I pretty much withdrew myself from Jay. Uh, I got my place to stay, my own place to stay. I moved away and I became a little bit better. <laughs> a little bit better, not a lot, but <laughs> a little bit better. And that is what I wanted to explain to you guys. The karmic partner that I was in, what I was dealing with, this karmic partner that I was dealing with, which was Jay, the sex master. And not realizing my worth, not realizing who I was, not realizing the person of who I was, feeling as if I needed, feeling as if I needed him to validate me to be somebody. Jay was a a, a, a male hoe. We called them gigolos, okay? Jay was a male hoe. I had one thing that he wanted, sex. In my car, right? So he was a karmic situation. While he upstairs having sex with the neighbors or whatever female he picked up along the way, I stayed in this relationship. So let's go ahead and get into this. We're going to discuss this week how to know you are actually dating a karmic partner or you are in a karmic situation, a karmic relationship. First things first, as the story goes, he had my car, right? He had my, he didn't never ask me for money, but he always asked me for my car. So he was the type that was codependent, which is one of the things that you could tell um, is a karmic situation. He was very codependent on my car. Not me, per se, but my car. And when someone is codependent on you, they are suffering from some childhood traumas or some situation that happened to them, or they really just think you're just stupid as hell and they can run over you because you let them. Like, 
in my case. Because Jay, Jay came from a rich enough family. His mother was a, uh, a high school principal, assistant principal. Um, they had their own home. They He had his own cars and stuff like that. He had money. He had a job. He had a kid. He didn't tell me about it. He damn near almost beat the shit out of me when I found out about it. But, hey, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, knowing that you are being used, basically, uh, by your mate can tell you that you are in a karmic situation, a karmic relationship with a karmic partner, someone that has to depend on you in order for them to function throughout the day. That is a codependent relationship. And then that would possibly bring on a karmic partner. Another thing is um, when your karmic partner is addicted to you. When I say addicted to you, I mean to the point where you cannot go anywhere without them wanting to be around you, wanting to um, always be in your face, knowing where you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it. I had a situation at that point, too, where I couldn't even go to the bathroom. This would be the guy after after Jay. His name was Kay. And there were been times that I couldn't even go to the toilet without that nigga like, what you doing in here? Nigga, I'm taking a shit. Can I take a shit? Nope, can't take no shit. Need the door open, you know, type shit. You have to have your separate life here and your mate has to have their separate life here. And then you guys come together and you become one. But you do not 24 hours, seven days a week. It's like working with your mate. You, some people do. Some people do um, work with their mate. They can come home with their mate, work with their mate, and be with their mate 24-7. I call that addicted addicting relationship where you can't get a, a breath in edgewise. I can't understand how come you can't have your own life and then, you know, we come, you have your own friends, you have your own family. We don't need to be together 24 hours a day, seven days a fucking week. I want to take a shit, let me take a damn shit in the toilet. I mean, come on now. But there are people who are like that. They are afraid of being alone. They cannot handle being by themselves. They cannot handle being separated. So they cling. They cling and they latch on. Makes it, a one, a codependent relationship. Also, they're addicted to you, so that makes it even worse. You know, they need you 24 hours, seven days a week. If it's not you, they need, they need your energy. If it's not your energy, they need, they need your money. If it's not your money, they need, they need your car. If it's not your car, they need, they need your, your home. They need you to be able to be there for them when they want beck and call at all times. You know, um, another, another situation that, I know of is when your karmic partner 
takes you away from everybody and everything that you've ever done. You're used to hanging out with your friends, you know, that's how you met them, through friends, you know? And then you got with this person and this person is 100% a pain in the ass. (laughs) This person no longer wants you to go hang out with your friends. They no longer want you to be with your homegirls or homeboys. Yeah, that is a karmic partner you're dealing with. And more than likely, they're going to end up being a crazy, deranged ex that you just can't let go of or get rid of later on down the line if you are in a relationship where you stay arguing about petty shit anything can set this person off anything oh snap you left the fork in the goddamn sink like they your mama or your daddy coming at you why is the fork in the sink you need to put it up it is an automatic argument just because you did that Oh, I, I have a good one. I have a good one. I had this once happen to me. I was at a, I was at a, I'm not, not going to say a club. It was a concert. And um, I went to go get me a drink from the bar because obviously Kay did not want to go get the drink for me. I went to go get the drink at the bar. And a guy tried to holler at me and I was just like, nah, because you know me, I'm all faithful, Miss Love, little Miss Faithful here. And um I go back and tell Kay, and Kay immediately goes off on me. Why are he talking to you? Why are he looking at you? You know, that is a karmic partner. That person is a karmic partner. They are so scared that something is going to happen, that you're going to leave them, that you're Someone else is going to pick you up and you're going to be theirs and they're going to lose you. That person has trust issues and very bad insecurities of themselves, okay? I can't front. Remember, I had insecurities too. I let these people run over me and use me like it was no tomorrow because I didn't know my self-worth. I didn't know my value, okay? So... If you're arguing and you you realize that this person is not going to let it go, okay, and you argue every day, and the only way, the only way to get over or around this arguing, this fighting, this fussing, is to walk out, put headphones on, or ignore the person altogether, well, you're dealing with a karmic partner. There should be no fucking arguing. There should be no yelling and screaming. Relationships are supposed to be loving and caring and supportive. If these people are not doing that, they are definitely karmic partners. Okay? Another thing is when you first get with someone, you don't really, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. You may see the red flags, but you didn't really pay it much attention. You brushed it off to the side. You was like, nah, that's all right. It's going to be all good. That's just how they are. Until later on down the line, three, four months later, you're stuck in this relationship with this person who is not letting you go. You can't even go to the bathroom. Okay? It could be simple stuff like... They put trackers on your car. They have people who are 
um, in the neighborhood watching your every move. They're clocking how much gas you used when you went to the store. If you didn't go straight there and come straight back, it takes you three minutes and I'm giving you two and a half in order for you to go to the stoplight. You feel me? Stuff like that. That is a karmic partner. That person has some serious shadow work that needs to be done. Some things that have happened to them in their life that makes them this way. And usually it's pretty much because the first time that they fell in love, the first time they fell in love, the person they fell in love with was their karmic situation, was their karmic partner. And that turned them to hate, you know, hurt people, hurt people, right? But healing, once you heal yourself, you should always be able to help someone else. And that is what I do. I try to help others with the pain that I have felt, with situations that I have been in. And the reason for that is because it's each one, teach one in my book. Once you learn who you are, once you value your self-worth, your well-being starts to change. You're not going to no longer want to be trapped in a relationship where there's a lack of communication, which is another one. This person refuses to talk. I'm going to go with my ex-husband. He never said shit. That man would not tell me nothing. I should have known that when we first got together, but I didn't think about it like that. I said, this nigga got the biggest dick, the best dick ever. And I was digmatized from there on out. But he never told me anything. He never communicated with me. And it became a karmic relationship. He was using me just like all the rest of them. And at this point, you would think that I don't want to be in any relationship at all. But that's not the case. Now that I know who I am, now that I know what a karmic person is, what a karmic relationship is, now that I know what the red flags is, now that I know exactly what kind of relationship I would like, an equal give and take, a communicating uh, relationship, a continuous supporting, loving, caring relationship, I know exactly what I want now. I mean, it's late in the game, like 20, 30 years later, but hey, and it takes that time. It takes that time to learn who you are. It takes that time to know what it is that you want, okay? And when you're dealing with toxic people who keep you in a repeated karmic cycle, if you do not learn from that repeated karmic cycle, you're going to continue to find the next person, hurt them, or let them hurt you the same way that the past relationship did. And that's where you have repeated karmic cycle, repeated karmic relationship. And you wonder why. Why do I always seem to get the same men that hit me all the time? My last boyfriend hit me. The boyfriend before that beat me up. The boyfriend before that beat me. Why do I continue to do this? Why do I continue to find the same exact people all the time? It's because you haven't learned your lesson. It's because you haven't given thought to who you truly are and what you truly want out of a relationship. 
you haven't yet learned to love yourself. So that is <laughs> a bit of things that I'm talking about here. This is how you know that you are dating a karmic partner. There's a lack of communication. There were red flags that you brushed to the side and swept under the rug and now you're regretting it. You guys argue on a regular basis, okay? They, you are known to argue with your mate on a regular basis. Your mate is addicted to you or you are completely addicted to them. And there is a lot of codependency in the relationship to where you guys don't even get time alone. And if you did, they're clocking your every move with hidden cameras and people watching and stalking and trackers and things like that. Guys, I wish you guys the best. The way to get over all of this stuff is to learn who you are, learn what you want out of a relationship, and don't get into a relationship just to be in a relationship and what other people might think. A lot of times, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. John and Mary looks good together. He's handsome. She's sexy. Soon as that door closed at night, he beating the crap out of her, or she's dominating the, the, the mere crap out of him. You're no good, this, that, and the other. You don't want a relationship like that. It's for show, and never get in a relationship that's for show. That's how people end up dead, and we don't want that to happen. Now, do we? Well, this has been your. <laughs> podcast the karma of it all and we just discussed about knowing how you are in a karmic relationship and dating a karmic partner even though there are many different ways and many different um things to know about a karmic partner i wanted to just touch on a few of them and if you are or see yourself in any of those scenarios that I just presented to you, I am wanting very much to hear your story. Wanting very much to understand why you feel that you don't deserve better. If you're willing to share your story with me, be sure to hit me up at the karma of it all at gmail.com. I'll be glad to do a one-on-one -on -one with you and speak with you so we can better you and get you up out of this karmic situation so we can know that you can love yourself and be humble and be able to welcome new love into your life when you're ready. So with that being said, guys, I truly appreciate you all for being here. Please, by all means, get back with me. We will be doing a manifestation board starting January 24th. We're going to do it right here. It's going to be very fun, and I hope you guys do join me. Make sure you guys check me out on social media.
under complexity or complex intuition. This has been the karma of it all. And I truly appreciate you all for tuning in. With that being said, you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And always remember, each one teach one. Remain true to you. Deuces!